So, I um, yeah. Uh, this is weird. This is a this very, is a weird one. Uh, it's a different setup. Well, it's a different setup for you, not so much for me. No, this is regular for you, huh? <laughs> yeah, this is pretty much. This regular is interesting. Just so back on my couch. Yeah, and so am I. So this is the first time, second time we've ever podcasted together. I'm a little mad that Robbie got to us first. I am as well. However, I will note that this is, uh, I don't know if you remember this, but uh, the first night, yeah, Saturday night, right? You got on Saturday? Yeah, I got in on Saturday, yep. Do you remember when we were at um, uh, the distillery, Iron Wolf? Yeah, vaguely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, vaguely, yes. So we were sta- sitting there waiting for Robbie to go on. Yeah. We were sitting alone, and we were both, uh, I mean, I was hammered. And I f- yeah, I can barely remember. I think it was like one of the first times that we were just hanging out alone, because when you first got there, you know, it was a big group or whatever. It was the first time we were hanging out alone. Yeah. And uh, <coughs> we were, we were kind of quiet for a while, and we were watching a set, and then we started talking, and we went into a bit. Like immediately, yeah. What was that bit? <laughs> I don't even remember. Yeah, but remember. we recognized it like five or six comments, yeah, in and we're the, like, "Did we just do a?" You uh, know, we, just gotta I, stop no, doing we, it. we, we, we were doing. Yeah, we started doing a bit about like uh, I don't know what it was about, but yeah. But at some point, you were like, "Are we doing a bit in real life?" And I was yeah. Like, yeah, I think we are. <laughs> like, I think we, we can't actually communicate are. like this. Like as, as I think we can. <laughs> yeah. I think we are. We can communicate like that. So all right. So let's get right into it. So this Childeberg's done. Childeberg is done. Childeberg three was a fucking roaring success. Oh my god, Jacob. Uh, knocked it out of the park with that one. Dude, I it's the coolest event I've ever been to by far. I can't believe we managed to pack a hundred and somewhat people in, into the campsite. I told Jacob that Jacob was trying to get early estimates on the number and he was trying to cross reference the number of people that went to the distillery for the um, for the um, uh, uh, the the comedy and music event. Yeah. With the campsite registrations and you know go through all these numbers. And he said he was coming up with something like 120, 130, and I told him, I don't know if you'll disagree with this, but I said, I told him, if you said 200 people touched Childerberg in some way, whether they swung by for the day at the campsites, whether they went to the distillery, whether they stayed oh, overnight yeah, the entire time, 200, yeah. nobody's going to give you any pushback on nope. that number. Nope. Well, and he, so he confirmed my, he, well, he didn't confirm my numbers, he fixed my numbers. I thought there were 15 people at the first Childerberg, he said there were about 30. 30. The second Childerberg, he said there were about 40. 40. Yeah. That's what I thought the second mm-hmm. Childerberg had. And then yeah. the third Childerberg, the camping, 108. Yeah. I think when more. I got there, he said it was 80, it was 98 when I had gotten there. Yeah. I mean, a lot. Like, yeah, it was a shit ton. And then people three, came in. And... We had three separate camping areas, and they were all packed. And they it, it was weird because it created different scenes. It totally did. So, yeah, let's get into that so people know. Because you, you you people have to come next year. Everybody has to show up next year. Because yeah. I, I fully believe that by Childeberg 6, there'll be 500 people there. Dude, it was and the, and the and Well, the limit is 555 or something like that, Jacob was telling me. I so that is the venues, honestly. We will one day, yeah, no doubt. So we had Scott Horton had a campfire. Yep. And um, Tommy Salmon, shout out to you, bro, was there. Um, a couple of the e-militia guys were over there. They were holding court. Yep. Like they were doing like a let's talk about some serious shit type mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. And then if you went, you know, maybe up 100 yards to the left from where they were, there was the Dallas campsite. Yep. It was all the people from Texas. And I, don't, and I don't think they were on Twitter. No, a lot of non-Twitter people yeah. were over at that one. So mm-hmm. all the people who aren't on Twitter, you got a place to go too if you... I mean, you can also come to either of the other ones, yeah, but sure. and then we had a camp yep. site. We had our, and it was, I can barely remember it. Oh my god, man! It was a, uh, it was a blur. Yeah, it it was. 
so the first night, Sorry. I man, I met some insane people who I never thought I, I, I like I did not know existed before that event, and now I will never forget them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, it was it was just a bunch of heavy hitters from in group. Yeah, and out group though. And out group, yeah, yes. Yeah. But like, there, there were so many people in group that I was so excited to meet, and I totally forgot were coming. Yeah. Um, well, like when I first when I first rolled up, I, for, I rolled up around noon on Saturday, and there were people there Friday night. I just uh, well, first of all, Friday night was apparently a huge hailstorm, so I was literally yep. in Fort Worth, and I had my car half packed, and I was like, ah, my, I I want to get down to Childeberg on the first night because it's always fun. I was there for Childeberg one the first night, and that was a shit on the show. Friday. Yeah. Um, I missed it on Childerberg too, but it, I knew I knew it was gonna be a shit show, and that's always something that you want to be in on. Yeah, uh, but and it was. Uh, yeah, and so I, but I checked the timeline, and uh, <laughs> uh, dude, Jared like threw up on uh, on the timeline, like the hailstorm and shit like that. I yeah, like, I saw Ace posted this, like Ace posted a picture of him in a video of him inside the car, looking out yeah. the front windshield, and you, mm-hmm. there was no visibility at all. None. Yeah, it was torrentially pouring. I didn't. I forgot that. Shout out to Gomez. This is a Gulf state. I mean. And it's certainly the area where we're in still catches a lot of Gulf wind. And, That's all we're getting right now. And yeah. Uh, yeah, and so that, I mean, we'll get to where that led me mm-hmm. to. Yes. But um, so then that was so Saturday, early day. I got up there about noon, mm-hmm. and everybody was still setting up, and everybody was like kind of like easing one another out, mm-hmm. and yeah. And then the evening hit, mm-hmm. and that first evening was the most debaucherous intense events that I've ever been at. Yes. Half of the people there were high on mushrooms. Yeah. There were a couple of people who were doing acid. Yeah. We had a giant bonfire going. I was drunk as shit and I don't drink. Yeah. I, I was drunk as shit. And we got onto a conversation with Wendell, shout out to you, bro, about uh, the Nazis and about pissing into your diesel engine and about how you shouldn't do that because it'll form a crystallized structure. Yeah, crystalline structure, yeah. A, yeah, a crystalline structure, and that, and I heard him say, "You cannot piss into a diesel engine; it will form a crystalline structure." And I literally collapsed on the floor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I, Steppy was there. Steppy that. was there. Steppy was killing it. It was incredible, man. There was, and what's crazy is how many people did not show up. Yeah, like there are still a tremendous number of in-groupers, specifically who didn't show up. I'm, Trigy just reminded me he wasn't there. Yes. I, I and I'm glad like Luke like Typo was there yep. Luke wasn't Typo there, was there Jared uh, fighting Mon- or fighting mongoose wasn't yep. there. I, the ladies weren't there the, the ladies la- are all coming next year yeah no they're I, organ the girls town thing I, they're organizing I it I almost was glad that they weren't because I don't know well if because I we hate women well because well, we hate that, women yes. yeah of course yeah, the yeah. women hatred thing yeah but I don't know if I would have survived physically because I got through on a thread we've been hanging out all day we can get to that yeah uh, which but we I've been will on a thread really day. just low energy I mean. Just low energy, although not as low as you. You dude passed out on the couch. Yeah, again, we'll get hours. to it. Well, I will illustrate my yeah. I'll illustrate my. It has been a fucking nightmare. I, me and Rollo's laughing at me because he's like, "Yup, that happened year, to me." Every year, somebody, somebody gets like fucking stranded. Real pain in the ass. But anyway, so then Sunday rolls around, and Sunday was just cool. Sunday was fun because yeah. everybody from Saturday had completely burned out their neurons to the yeah. point where on Sunday people were starting to wake up at like noon. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Everybody yeah. was like, uh, and there was no obligations on Sunday not no. to say that the that the distillery was an obligation but it was no. a plan Sunday was like which is great it's great to have one day where it's like there's a plan there's this there's that and then one day where it's like dude I don't know just start drinking and pray for the yeah, best yeah so like right so Saturday Iron Wolf dominated most of the day so we went over to the brewery I miss Monica Perez shout out to you if you're listening Monica oh dude I met her she was great did you yeah, awesome we, we awesome like man yeah so we went to Iron Wolf and like you were saying there's probably 200 210 220 people there maybe probably. it was intense mm-hmm. 
Uh, and then about half of those people filed back over to the campsite because yep. I was one of the last people to leave the campsite because I was adamant I wasn't going to go because I'd been on vacation for eight days. Yeah, but I texted but, you. Yeah, you texted. Well, somebody had said Robbie was asking for me too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, Robbie messaged me. I think he messaged me and he was like, are you coming? I think. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but there were enough people who were there where I was like, oh, yeah, I have to show face. So I went over there and it was 200 people. You were already there kicking it off with Robbie. I go over there. I... You know, Rob, Robbie's in top fucking form. Oh, yeah. He was, he was intense before oh, the show. Oh, my God, was he? Holy shit. Dude, he dude. was ready to go. I know, man. Dude, I, he was fired up. I was up. talking about that uh, with Robbie afterwards. Like, I, I was like, I, I kind of forget that this is like your job. Like, yeah, this, this is, is what he does for a living. You know, this week, and, and Robbie's kind of an... Robbie's... Um, I don't know if it was more so than I imagined from interacting with him, but he is definitely a uh, an intense individual. Oh, yeah. Like he's uh, he's he's very I mean in a good way like he's dedicated like oh he, yeah he like it was yeah, not you like can he see was, why why him and Dave click yeah it takes yeah, a lot was, of intensity he was not um he and was, he was not, swole as shit oh my god dude he was, he's looking great I made a note of it I was like yeah he was very great. swole very yeah. very sexy but he's but he's my height so that made me feel good yeah he's he is your height yeah, yeah. he is my height yep um, anyway. <laughs> 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 anyway, yeah, man, we we had a chopped it up, had a great. Oh man, Sunday was so fucking. All right, so finishing off Saturday, Iron Wolf, and then back from Iron Wolf between ten ten p.m. and three a.m. It was it was what the Alex Jones tells people. Chill, uh, Bilderberg is like. Yeah, <laughs> it was a fucking. It was, it was a, a fever they, dream. It was dude. a fever dream. A fever dream. Yeah, intensely. So we got through that day. And now I'm remembering, I'm talking about how Sunday was cool, but it was not cool. Because, let me explain. So, early in the day, everybody wakes up, it's like noon. Mm -hmm. Everybody's like really tired, really low energy, coffee gets passed around, people start picking up, the food gets passed around. Shout out to Shanty. They cooked, uh, we'll put that in the description, their whole label. Because their their cooking was on par with the best. Not only was it on par with the best, but they were cooking for everybody at all times. They cooked the entire time. Well, except for at one moment, which we'll also get to. There was one moment when we found somebody who really... Uh, so Shanty, they, yeah. the two of them, yeah. incredible people, mm-hmm. they were... they. So, okay, I'm getting ahead of myself. Sunday... Which, let, me roll, get their, let me get their Twitter app, but keep going. Yeah, please do. So, so we're rolling along on Saturday. We have our biscuits and our sausage gravy, which was intensely good. We did a little swimming, you and I. Yeah, you and did. I actually just kicked it off in the water, the two bros. Mm-hmm. Everybody else was hanging around, and we what we were waiting for was for Robbie to come back. And yes. Robbie eventually comes back at around 12.30, 1 o'clock or yeah. so. The table is set up, and there's microphones sitting out. Mm-hmm. Four of them, I believe. It's at Cook Shanty. At Cook Shanty. So go follow them. They're incredible. If I don't know if they do officially. They do catering, but you know what? If enough people start asking them, they will. Yep. So get them doing that. And you want them to do it. Yeah, they're, they're incredible, man. Mm-hmm. So... They're cooking most of the whole day, and Robbie shows up around 1 o'clock, and the three of us podcast, and then we get my man, Guy Swan, comes in and literally steals the show. Yes, as he should. That guy is uh, a prophet. I don't know what, I don't know the right word to describe him, but he's a genius is probably a good word for it. So we we do a podcast. That's our first physical podcast together. There's some great photos of the two of us, like fake podcasting, and then us with Robbie, yeah. who looks like Hercules again. Absolutely, I don't know what happened. I think he photoshopped that image. Have you seen it? Um, I've seen it. I'm still. It's in the lab right now. Because he, uh, he was big. He was good. He was big, 
But he looks like a Titanic person. Yeah, I, we're we're gonna investigate the use of a fisheye lens. I suspect kind of a, like a Joe Biden uh, kind of esque. Uh, yeah, Robbie's doing the Joe he Biden. He was near move. the edge of the. the he photo, was, right? and he knew we that. We were in the middle, he so told we looked, the we photographer, small, and right? He looked large. He was very large. Yeah, he looked very. Kinda, he looked tremendous. Yeah, I kind of think that might have been at some fish. He looked tremendous in that business. image. Yeah, yeah so. so that's suspicious. Well, well that's but, still in yeah, the lab. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll get. We'll, that, yeah. yeah, we'll get back to that, but. Uh, um, so but, after that, um, the Libertarian Institute gets a podcast up, yep. which was fucking excellent. Uh, I b- was on there for a few minutes. A lot of people were on there for just a few minutes. They did a great one. Um, and then things kind of like even out. Sunday was a good normal day mm-hmm. until yeah. about 9 p.m. Yeah, the sun went down. And it started up again. Yeah. And we... Set up two tables in the middle of the field, not in the same place where Robbie and us were podcasting. No. We went out to the field a little farther out so we could have some more quiet, which was not quiet very not quickly. Quite at all, yeah. But we set two tables out, two long tables, and we had the two mics up, and it's me and Cotton and Nick Ashley sitting on one side. Shout out to you, Nick. Awesome meeting him. Yeah, Incredible dude. Great. Yeah. Um, and on the other side was Ace. And that's how bad my memory is because literally, my, I it be once cotton. No, cotton was on my side, and okay. I know that because it, it got really crazy. And by the way, this entire thing, that, this event that we're talking about, was also recorded, so yes. you should go and listen to that on Slurp Gang podcast. I dropped in twice, I think. Did you drop in twice? You yeah, were barely for, for in like it. Thirty seconds, dude. Each. You were so low energy. Because I told you, I told you that after <laughs> after we were recording earlier, I was like, dude, I can't do another. I just don't have it in me. Like, and I, uh, you dropped in once, and people were like, "So, Carl, are you doing?" Like, I'm fine. Dr- I'm drinking beers and fine, fine. Yeah, you're really low energy, and then you came back around to me, and you were pretty drunk at that point, I think. And yeah. you looked at me like, "It's cool." <laughs> and I was like, "Yes, it is. Yeah, yes, it is." Uh, and then you uh, went back over to where you were sitting with the boys, yeah. And we kept podcasting, and mm-hmm. so we did a pod like two hours. And we got my boy Wendell on. We got Tommy Salmons on. We got. Jacob came on. Yeah. We shot the shit for a little while. We had a rum-filled watermelon delivered to us. Which very opium was the style. turning. That was a fulcrum of the evening. On yeah, there was. It was. I saw. I saw people. Listen, I have done like the liquor-filled watermelons before at like right. football tailgates, and I knew what was coming. I saw. I was walking from the other campsite back to our campsite, and the dudes that were doing that watermelon like like waved at me, and they're like, "We're doing rum-filled watermelon," and I was like. Very cool, and I just kept walking. <laughs> like I know where this goes, dude. I, I never did it before. I, yeah, I never did an alcohol-filled oh, fruit man. before. But I, it knew, was, I knew, I knew. Yeah, saw that those dudes are trying to get man. us in yeah, trouble for yeah, sure. Yeah. Shout out to them. I, I should get their at somewhere. Yeah. It's somewhere up there, but I'll find it. And I'll put it in post, or at the very least, we'll shout them out in the text or in mm. the tweet that we put up. Um, but yeah, it. So they bring the watermelon out and they crack it open live on the podcast. It really felt like we were doing Opie and Anthony. It was uh-huh. excellent, and they crack it open. And they start squaring it mm-hmm. up. And they give me a little square piece, and it tasted like a normal watermelon. And I was like, oh, so this is not, this wasn't that intense. And then at some point, they start like filling cups up with the juice, like squeezing the juice from yeah. the watermelon flesh. Yep. And that's when it all went wrong. That's, and, and, and that's when I swung by because I think it was Cotton handed me a cup and said, yes. take a sip of this. And I went to go take a sip, and it was like taking a sip out of a wet cotton ball. 
Like, it was all <laughs> watermelon fiber. <laughs> yeah. And I, like, I zipped it. I mean, it tasted all right, but it was just watermelon. Like, and the, rum. And, and, and a rum. hardcore yeah. alcohol. Dude. So they crack that open and they start. And by the way, for all for everybody listening, we are podcasting on his couch my and couch. laying out extremely lazily. This the is a audio quality is probably really questionable. We're in my vacuous uh, living room on one mic, literally stretched out on the couch. Yeah, relaxed. This is all that has to it's be done. All I can and we'll get to why that's happening in yeah. just a second. But so they crack that watermelon out, and I got a cup of the juice, and it. That's when it really got insane it really turned wrong to the point where we were drinking so hard that at one point i see cotton get up stand up from his seat it's his podcast and he just sits behind his chair on the floor looking at the ground and we're like are you okay and he was like man i can't keep going too drunk and we managed to convince him to get back on at some point but it was really ridiculous like it was the it had to be the most inebriated festival it was. I've ever been to. Everybody was extremely drunk and high. I, yeah, and 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 out of courtesy to a lot of the uh, people that were there, I'm not going to go into the individual stories of depravity from Saturday uh, night. Uh, well, to be honest with you, to be fair, it's already been recorded on Slurp Gang. Some of the people. No, not just that, but just everything. It was <laughs> the people that were running around the camps. Like, dude, it was just. A, there was one individual, and I, yeah, maybe he'll talk about it. Maybe not. I don't remember yeah. if we talked about it, but. There was one individual who was running around and literally going, anybody got mushrooms? Anybody? Yes, and yes. yes, and it was very easy. It Listen was... around to podcasts to see if you can figure out who that was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just shouting, does anyone have mushrooms at the top of his lungs? And then someone did. <laughs> yeah, and there were definitely, I, I didn't partake in mushrooms or acid. There were people dropping acid. I don't know who those people were. I no. just know that they were. It was yeah. intense, dude. It was a really like a, a Woodstock type event. It was, it was. And the, and the other thing was that like where we were camp, you and me and like a bunch of people, Cook Shanty and a bunch of people were camped out, was one campsite away from where... I would say the main cluster was. Scott's ones. campsite. Scott's campsite, yeah. Jacob, and, and all of them. Yeah. And so we had to go through this other campsite to get back and forth, <laughs> which was getting really bad. Yeah. <laughs> like, it it was, was a campsite that we didn't own, yeah. and the people were super cool about us walking through it, but yeah. I was so drunk. I remember we were we saw them, and we were like, sorry, we're walking through your camp so many. He was like, it's all right, man. I was like, yep. I remember I just went, yep. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. like to nothing. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, it was a really bad. It was a really intense. I mean, it was excellent. So after the rum-filled watermelon comes out, we wrap up on the podcast, and some people manage to stay up until like 2, 3 a.m. on the second day. Yeah, but, I was up for a while. Yeah, I, man. But that's, uh, can I tell uh, <clears throat> probably my favorite story from this? Okay. And you can chime in where, yeah, where and needed. Yeah, I'll tell mine after. Yeah. And, uh, and, and Jacob, so some of the story that I'm telling other people had better uh, better perspective or, or other perspectives. But so Typo came out and Typo and I vibed the entire time. We were just hanging out the yeah, entire time. Yeah, I saw time. that. You oh, two dude. were really clicking. Dude, t- Typo's the man. I yeah. just, it just was, he's. Dude, I love that whole crew. Typo, BR, yeah, all the yeah. dudes who were hanging around yeah. there. That was an mm-hmm. excellent crew. Yeah, they're great. Uh, so I was hanging out with Typo on Saturday. No, it was Sunday. It was yesterday. It was Sunday. It was yesterday. Or no, wait, what is today? Tuesday? Two days ago, buddy. God, dude. Oh, my God. <laughs> because Monday was a trip in itself. I need... That's my story. I know. <laughs> I know. I need a good sleep. I need a fucking sleep. Yeah, you really sleep. do. Uh, so, it was Sunday. 
I was hanging. So Type and I were. Hang, so I had like a little tarp set up, uh, and Type and I were just chilling. Um, There's a couple other people under the tarp, and it was pretty low key. And uh, it was probably in the afternoon. It was probably four or five. And Type and I are sitting there drinking some beers, and this dude, like all of a sudden, just jams himself under the tent. He's probably in his fifties, I would Hell say. Yeah. And he's like, hey, I, I, I told everybody I'd bring back a bunch of beer. I, I, I told everybody I'd bring back a case of beer. And he's got this, this, uh, this case of Ziegenbach, which is Texas beer. And, uh, and he's just, he's just forcing men in our face. He's like, hey, take, take some beer, take some beer. Yeah. Do you got room in the coolers? And yeah. we're like, you know, uh-huh. and we're putting, we're like, and, and anyway, so we're in the heat of the moment. We're like, yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, I'll drink a Ziegenbach, yeah, sure. And uh, so eventually he empties the, the his case, and then he leaves. And then it dawns on us. I'm like. Type was was that guy even with Childerberg? <laughs> and, like I have no idea. I haven't seen this guy the entire weekend. And Type was like, "Dude, I don't even know." Oh man! So that was real though. Yeah, there really, were people who were just kind of stopping by. And yeah, they had, did yeah. not have Twitter accounts, and they had barely had any idea who we were. And no, this guy was legit not with Childerberg because I go up. Uh, yeah. Uh, so he had mentioned that he. So I heard him say offhandedly that he said he would come back with a case of beer. I was like, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> so I go up to Jacob and I'm like, yo, dude, like, uh, this this guy just randomly comes up to me in typo and is jamming beers in our face and saying, like, hey, dude, like, like I told you I'd come back with a case of beer. Do you know anything about it? And he's like, yeah, yeah. Was he, like, in his 50s or something like that? I was like, yeah. And he goes, all right. So the first night, Friday night, the night that I opted not to go down because everybody was posting about this hailstorm down there, Apparently this guy is just not a part of Childerberg. He's yeah. in Are another. Are you talking about who I think you're talking yes. about? Yes. Yes. Okay. So, so dude, this guy's the myth of Childerberg. Oh my, I love him dude, so yes, much. yes. So, um, so he's so he's like, yeah, yeah. yeah. This guy uh, apparently on Friday night. So again, this was like Childerberg. Well, I don't want to say Childerberg light because I'm sure things went down, but like it was the smaller Childerberg, and there were more other people there at the campsite. And apparently this guy got super ripped up and locked himself out of his car. He, like, couldn't yep. couldn't get the tail... Like, he was car camping and couldn't get pulled the... the uh, Tim. Yes. Tim but was we, his name. But we, we came up with... Him a, new yeah, name we gave him a new name yes. and that, Yeah, we had to build yeah. to that. So he couldn't get the tailgate down yeah. uh, on, his, uh, on his car. So he decided he would get out of the car, shut the tailgate, and then go in through another door and then That's crawl right. into the back. Yep. Well, when he shut the door, it was locked. Yeah. So he couldn't get into the car. So he, he's, he's like trying to get into the car, wanders around the campsite, finds Jacob and Jared, I think. Uh, well, I'm sorry. Well, I won't say what name he prefers to go by because that would be further dox him, but... Finds Jared. That happened at twenty two eleven. I'm not editing shit. <laughs> too low energy. Too low energy. So I'm not gonna say what he prefers to go by because then that would give further clues. Uh, so he, he finds him and uh, and and Jacob and he's like, hey man, can you guys help me get it break into my car? And they're like, yeah, sure, we'll try. And they try to break into the car. Finally, they, they, oh, he calls AAA. AAA I was going to say, one disappointing factor of this was that a group of anarchists could not break into a car. Yeah, that, is that was a little, yeah, a little know, pathetic right? on our part. We should have done a lot uh, harder yeah, Probably a lot better. <laughs> we should have we should, we had uh, Pat there. That would have been a lot Yeah, Pat would have gotten easy. Yeah. easy. But they called the AAA. Yeah, they stiffed him. And then so he's like, shit. It's like raining probably. He's hammered. Everybody's hammered. So Jacob goes, well, I got a bunch of extra tents because he brought a bunch of extra tents for people that are staying, staying yeah, Saturday. Yeah, I got Sunday. a tent, yeah. Yeah, everybody yeah. got a tent. And, uh, and so so uh, Jacob hugs this guy up with a tent, a sleeping bag, a pad, a mattress, you know, the whole thing. And dude sleeps, sleeps it off, gets the car fixed. And then he promises Jacob, I guess, that he's going to come out with a bunch of beer for everybody because oh, Jacob yeah. hooking it up in a, oh, in, yeah. a, in a time of need. So he, he so so I'm like, holy shit, that's amazing. The guy actually came back. That's wild. 
Got a lot worse than that. <laughs> flash, flash, uh, uh, flash forward like three hours. Yeah. Right. I'm drinking more beer. Seven p.m. Seven eight. Yeah, PM, that's when it dusk, really turned. Yeah. Dusk. That's yeah. That's yep. when things started to turn for the worst. I I'm going to take a piss in the woods and uh, I'm coming back. I'm kind of like zoned out. I'm like tying Which, up. By the way, to interrupt you one more time, how many times did you piss? Because oh, I counted nine, eighteen nine million. Yeah. Yeah, eighteen times I pissed. Uh, yeah. So I'm I'm walking back. I'm like. So it's kind of tying up my drawers and you walk back by cook shanty mm-hmm. uh, where they're where they're cooking and I like look up and I see this dude at the grill and I like do a double take yeah. it's that dude it's that dude that has dude. inserted himself into Childerberg such that he is cooking for people he's got tongs in his hands he's flipping that's right <laughs> so this is where I take over okay. so he so uh, you guys do your thing you ingratiate yourselves with him he's having a great time yeah I was hanging out with Cook Shanty the whole time because I love hanging out around chefs. Yeah. I, I just love to cook. I mm-hmm. love to be around that. So I'm hanging out with them. And at one point or another, we go, we got to make Fat Conkins tonight. Yes. So we got to make our burger. This was on Ake's World. Me and Ake's put together a burger, basically bacon, caramelized bananas, uh, and I'm missing one, uh, one ingredient. Oh, and unsweetened peanut butter. They did sweetened peanut butter. It was just as good. It was mm-hmm. incredible, actually. Mm-hmm. And... So we, the three of us, Cook Shanties, two people, and me, we're talking, and we're going, all right, we got to start making these fat conkins. So I'm shaping them, and I'm going, who's grilling these things? And the two of them, because nobody wants to be the guy to grill Mm -hmm. at a big event like this, because if you fuck up, you'll never live it down. I mean, if you've ever been on a personal grill and you fuck up a single burger, you will never never hear the end of it, ever. A lot of responsibility. Yeah, so uh, Rollo comes over, (laughs) which, by the way... I was the first person Rollo saw. Yeah. And so Rollo literally stops the car, gets out of the car, and runs towards me. And we're like, we like square up and we get hugged. And yeah. then he goes back. It was excellent meeting awesome. him for the first time, man. So he had the cop stash. It was, incredible. I, yeah, he had a really good mustache and yeah. he's way tanner than I thought he was. He's, oh, yeah. he's really trying to do the Burt Reynolds thing. Mm-hmm. He really is. And, and we won't forget about that, Rollo. No, we won't. We will not. Anyway, so I know Rollo's a really great cook, especially grill. So. I'm like, Raleigh, you want to do this for us? And he's like, yeah, sure, why not? He was a little hesitant because mm-hmm. of the very same reason. He didn't want to be the guy to fuck it up. He understood the gravity. Well, there was one man who didn't understand the gravity, or rather one man who defied gravity itself. Mm-hmm. And it was Tim. Mm-hmm. So I see Tim hanging out, and Tim comes over and he's like, what you guys cooking? And I... <laughs> And I and I and I knew Tim a little bit by this point because I heard the story yeah. and I'm a people person so I instantly connected with the guy and I go we're cooking fat conkins and he doesn't ask what that is he just goes what like what is that he doesn't go what does that mean he no, just no. goes what, what is, is that? that which is for the better because yeah. there's absolutely no way to explain that None. stupid bit to somebody who has no affiliation nope. with us and I go all right we're making these burgers and stuff and at some point I mentioned, like, well, we don't really know who's cooking the burgers because we're not super confident. And he was like, I'll cook them. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, guys, this is a mid-50s dude that has extended his vacation by two days just to insert himself into something that he has no idea what it is. Yeah. A hundred percent. That's what this, that's what's and going so on. And so I volunteer him, basically. He's like, I'll do it. And I'm like, all right, do it. Go. Start working. And he goes and he does the bacon. Yep. For us, he does the burgers. 58 burgers he cooked at one time. And he nailed every single one of surreal. them. Surreal. I mean, surreal. He nailed When I was Tim. walking back, I saw him. It wasn't like he was sheepishly standing at the grill no, with the was, spatula. He, he was, was like barking out orders, flipping shit. I literally, I saw him and I was like, I have 
to find Typo. Like, I have to go find Typo. Typo will tell. I tell you, I was walking around. I was asking everybody, have you seen Typo? Have you seen Typo? <laughs> like, I, and I was <laughs> walking around. Mushrooms? I, was, I was like, please, I need to talk to Typo. I have to, because Typo is the only one that's going to understand this. Dude, it was nuts. I was I was sitting at the table with the two, with Cook Shanty and watching him go the whole time. And it was truly a Dude, surreal that, thing. That guy knows how to lean in. Well, he literally, I don't know what he does. For, I think he's rich. My thought is that he's rich because we talked about buying land and he was like, oh, I was looking at buying 25 acres up here. And he said it so nonchalant. Mm-hmm. I was like, holy shit, this dude's got money. Yeah. But the dude also knows how to cook Ooh. because he nailed every single burger effortlessly, didn't complain, didn't think about it at all. I gave him a huge hug afterwards. I was like, you absolutely made this event. It's yep. incredible. And we dubbed him Grillberg. I thought it was Grillberg. I heard Grillberg. I've seen people... To typing. Childerberg. Oh. Okay. I'm going with Grillberg. Grillberg. Okay. Yeah, well, but but also Tim. Submit it to the... Submitting it. Yeah. Yeah, so after we did Fat Honkins. It was a massive success. I didn't hear one person say they didn't like it. No. I mean, there were a few people who were like, I don't want one because I'm not a huge fan of bananas. There were a few people who were like, I hate bananas and I love this burger. Yeah. And, and so there was, were a few people that hated Konkin and uh, that's yeah. why they didn't want it. Yeah. But... That's a shame. Yeah. So, we... I was one of them. No, I'm just Yeah, did you not eat a fat conkin? <laughs> I had a bite of somebody's. Did you like it? Yeah. Good. Yeah. That's, um... No, I was, I, was, I, I was so full at that point. I think I, I, think I was just drinking beer, so I, I was just full. There was so much food. Yeah. There was so oh, much Oh, dude, food. I was eating the entire... Because Cook Shanty and them were cooking the entire time. The Literally, any time that you wanted food, you could just go over to their site and, and just food. be like, what's going on? And they're like... All of this. Yeah. They're like, okay, well. And I'm next gonna... year there's going to be even more food because yeah. people want to rival them now. Yes. People want to be like, no, yeah. I can cook too. I can, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's well, going to be Well, you, you got an uphill battle oh, uh, yeah. against cooking. Now, even me, I'm going to rival them next year. I'm getting my own cooking up. All We're right. going to have a big cook okay. competition, 100%. Right. It's going to be great. So then we, we, then we podcast. After Grillberg does his burger cooking thing, we set up yep. and we podcast. This is all Sunday. Sunday was the podcasting day. Yes. We did Robbie's, a couple other podcasts in the middle, and then we did Slurp Gang at the very end. And Slurp Gang was an insane, insane event. Yeah, which Absolutely I was not mind there for most of it. Yeah, you were out I was under the, of it. I was under the tent. Influence. I was under the influence of a tent. Of a tent and nothing else. No and also substances. beneath it. And a lot of alcohol. Yeah, and a lot of alcohol. So that was Sunday. And then Monday changes tone slightly for me. Yeah. You got out kind of early. You got it about 11. I had to go to a Memorial Day barbecue. You did. You had a great time. Which I did. I was so tired. But I, I managed to go 9-0 and in Can Jam. What? Can Jam. What's that? It's a Frisbee game. You were playing Frisbee all weekend. I was playing a lot of Frisbee with a dude from New York. Uh, Shout out to you. I think he lives in Florida now. I cannot remember what that guy said his name was. And then another dude from Washington State that drove in. So I was playing uh, Frisbee with them. And then uh, I was playing volleyball with them as well. Yeah, you were like very... With typo. You and I were had two very separate niches to fill. Yeah. You were doing all the athletic stuff. Uh And I was like going around and getting people to do it to them and Mm -hmm. take photographs and Mm -hmm. shit. It was Mm -hmm. really good. So Monday... Uh, is the day when like most people clear out very early and there's probably only 30 people or so left and it was awesome because we had a great breakfast Cook Shanty like killed it again I mean they killed it all weekend and we had a great breakfast and then I'm trying to find a a way to get out of the campsite Mm -hmm. and I was going to go with you but you got out a little too early I found out I had a later flight so I was like okay fine 
Well, Rollo is cool enough. And by the way, we're eating this beef jerky the entire time. This is oh, his from, insane from beef Tommy jerky Salmons and Tom, his wife. Yeah. yeah. So Tommy Salmons and Beatrix, his wife, so good. Put together this insane South African beef jerky. Beef tongue. Bill Tong. Bill Tong. Bill Tong. Oh, so it wasn't tongue. I thought it was tongue, but it was apparently uh, London broil. Well, okay, cool. So good. So I'm eating beef jerky the entire time, and the only reason I'm saying that is because it was a f- staple feature of yeah. my drive with Rollo to the yeah. airport where we discussed all of the weird Italian names on all of the enclaves in the area. Um, mm-hmm. It was our little mecca. We might move there. We talked about uh, uh, Bitcoin and how Childerberg is a physical mesh network, which is really a great conversation. Yep. And he drops me off at the airport, and I'm having a fantastic time. In fact, I'm, I, I met uh, Angkor before, or yeah. Anchor, mm-hmm. excuse me for mispronouncing your name if that's how it's not pronounced. Um, cool, dude. Then I met him again at the airport. We chilled for a while. Yep. Nick, Ashley, and Ace were at the airport, too. Met with them for a while. because Why? Because we had gotten delayed. Mm-hmm. Because there was a little bit of weather, which we, is, and this is a Gulf state, and so the weather comes and goes. Right. Like, in one day it will torrentially rain, and the next day it will be beautiful. Day after that it will torrentially rain. It will be beautiful. Day after that it will torrentially rain. And I learned that. And so I'm in the airport, and my flight gets delayed from 2.35 to 4. And I'm like, okay, whatever, fine, it'll probably clear up. I met a weatherologist or whatever the hell you call those people, mm-hmm. and he was like, it'll probably clear up soon. So I trusted the weatherologist. Yeah. And eventually it goes to 5 o'clock, where my flight gets delayed. Then eventually it goes to 7 o'clock, where my flight gets delayed. And then I get on the flight to Dallas. And I go to Dallas, and it was the most wild plane ride I've ever been on because it was a small plane going through a thunderstorm. Mm-hmm. And the turbulence was nuts. And it was great because I was listening to Rush, and I was like, if I die right now, it would be good. It would be fine. <laughs> So I was okay with that. It was I was actually you can you can you can talk to anybody who I was talking to that time. They were like he was in a great mood, and yeah. I was. I certainly was. I do really loved flying in turbulence. And so I get to Dallas Airport about nine p.m. about an hour and twenty minute flight, and of course it was getting delayed, getting delayed. My flight to LaGuardia in New York got canceled, and I knew that when I got on the plane to Dallas, which having known that I should have just stayed. In Austin. But now I'm in Dallas. Mm-hmm. 11 p.m. Mm-hmm. The line was three minutes long to rebook. Mm-hmm. I mean, you literally have to use a time measurement to describe how long it was to walk to the back of that line. It took three minutes. And it was all New Yorkers who were like stranded in Dallas. Like me. And so I get to the front of the line. Airline workers are barely human beings. I'm just going to say it right now. They're barely human beings. The woman is giving me attitude. And I literally, I look at her and I go, you need to stop giving me attitude because I'll go to jail tonight. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure that was a threat, but yeah. I think she understood what I meant. Sure. And so she calmed down and she was like, okay, I'll get you this flight to go to New York in three days. Yeah. And I was like, that is not going to do. That's not the right attitude. So I turned around, I got off the line, I went to somebody else, they hooked me up with a flight. I don't know how that managed to happen, but they hooked me up with a flight Two days from now. Yeah. Or then. Then. Which was a little better. Yeah. So I'm... Uh, they don't give me a comp for the hotel because it was considered an active God. I'll tell you what. God has hotel space. Well... So... As, I, a, as a man of the cloth, I can tell you that's not always the case. Well, we're, it was not the case in Dallas. American Airlines did not comp me a hotel. All the hotels in the area were closed or full. So I slept on the floor 
in the airport for five hours. Well, you called me at midnight, which was a gigantic joke. I was past the fuck out. I did give you a phone call, and I not, didn't. We I, were texting. I was in bed, yeah. and I had already taken a little sip off of that pen. And I was oh, yeah. not long for this world at oh, that yeah. point. I yeah, think I, I fell asleep. Yeah, I fell asleep with my phone on my chest, and then I woke up, and I was like, "Oh shit!" Bird called me at midnight last night. Hope nothing's like too too wrong. And then I well, saw your, so, I saw stuff was too too wrong. Well, yeah, things I did text, get too like, too wrong. Shit. So I was, I passed out at like nine thirty, and I did not wake up until seven the next day. Well, I'm glad you did wake up at that time. So I, yeah. I got to sleep in the airport on the floor. I was freezing cold the entire time because I didn't have they didn't supply me with anything. It was a night absolute no, nightmare. Yeah. I will never use American or get a connecting flight again. Yeah. And so I, I and and the worst fucking part, man, was like a goddamn movie. At some point at three thirty or so in the morning, I am awake, but I'm laying down looking up at my phone. Oh, this thing. And some fucking Nazi walks up to me and says, Sir, can you just please put a mask on? And I literally, I don't even stop looking at my phone and I go, fuck you. <laughs> and he goes, look, I understand that you're here, but we have a federal mandate that we have to follow. Can you please put a mask on? And I go, no, I'm not putting a mask on. I'm going back to sleep. Yeah. And, and it was just kind of a, one of those conversations where he realized he did not intend on doing anything about me no, not wearing a mask. He, he, and the worst part was there was one person who was about 20 feet away from me also sleeping on the floor and there was yeah. nobody else around. No. And I think that was his red pill moment where he was like, wow, this doesn't make sense. Because no. I saw it. Because nobody challenged him on it before. And I was – I would no. I texted Forrest Mommy – Oh, yeah. And I said, if they don't count my hotel, I'm going to jail. And they did not count my hotel, and I was ready to go to jail. So I, I was not putting a fucking mask on. I haven't worn a flight the. I haven't worn a mask on any flight. Oh really? No, I fucking refuse to. Nice. I'm done with it. Good. I'm so done with it. I'm vaccinated, dude. I got the Pfizer, right? And then I, and when I got the Pfizer, I started to think maybe Jeffrey Epstein was innocent. Yeah. Right. And um, then I got the Moderna, yeah. and I thought MLK deserved it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. listen, uh, listen to Robbie's podcast for yeah, a little bit more information right. on that. Yeah. So I got all my vaccines. Yep. And now it's looking like the world is a different place. And I'm not wearing a mask. Yeah. Yeah, and so I'm not, I refuse to wear a mask, right? I'm going to get the Johnson & Johnson next week just to triple up. Yeah. So. Triple threat. The guy comes up to me, says that I literally, I don't fight him off. I just refuse to comply and he gave up and that was good because I'm, I hope he goes home and he goes, maybe I shouldn't do that to people anymore. Oh, and if, if I swear to God, if he woke me up when I was asleep, I would have ripped his head off. Yeah, and so I'm. I go back to sleeping in the airport until about five thirty or six in the morning, and I just cannot sleep anymore because I'm literally freezing cold. So what I do is I go to McDonald's and I go and I get a some sort of sausage McGriddle to wake myself up. And stupid retard me decides to go onto a new rebooking line because I wanted to see if I could just get to New York because they gave me a standby flight at eight a.m. And the standby flight basically means, you know, you might get on, but there's no guarantee. Yep. So I had a confirmed flight for, for tomorrow, two days, but I, I also wanted to see if I could get a standby. And there were more people on standby to get on that plane than there were on the plane. Yeah. There were 60 people on standby. 
They waited until 10 minutes before boarding to send a concierge up for the first time to make an announcement to say, we have no space on this plane, nobody's getting on. Now, I don't know what the, the number... I know New Yorkers can raise a lot of hell when we band <laughs> together, so I really hope that they did, but I literally texted you and I was like, brother, I need to sleep on your couch. You yeah. were like, absolutely. And so I got this Uber. Shout the fuck out to Jerry. Jerry. Who, in between the years 1982 and 1990, um, operated a heavy metal band in Texas called Daddy Hits Harder. Dude was a motherfucker. He was the coolest dude I've met on this trip, specifically in Dallas, so far. The dude was like a Texas diehard, and he gave me a rundown about how Texas survived the coronavirus and how it's its own state and how they produce 75% of the petroleum products in America and about how, you know, we can secede and all that. It was an excellent conversation. Goddamn right. And I arrived at your house. Yeah. And that's where we are. And so now we're in... One thing I missed, I just want to mention, because we have to shout him out. Cody from Agora Brewing, on Sunday, did a mead tasting. He had 10 separate meads. He spent a year making each. The guy collected a great amount of money for his services. He needed a lot more for all the effort he put in. It was excellent, and I just want to plug that. I've shouted out Cody quite a bit. He's awesome. I I would shout out Cody just because he's a friend. But I'm not shouting out Cody just because he's a friend. His mead is legit. Dude, it's legit. I'm a wine drinker, and legit. some of that mead competed with some of my favorite wines. Of you want to go get some wine? Yeah, or you got a, some I, mead? Yeah. Which gave, mead did you get? The kick in the dick. Hell yeah. yeah That's he the jalapeno one? Yeah. I need to get a BTC address from him because I think he just had it left over and maybe didn't. I needed some, some BTC anyway. Cody, I'll get with you uh, on a Bitcoin address. But uh, yeah, dude, it's it's legit legit like i don't know if he's shipping it or anything like that but anything we can do to facilitate any listeners that want that oh, need yeah. and cody like it's, it was so uh, legit dude it's there was only so one fun. of them that i didn't like and it was only because it was habanero it was so hot i couldn't handle it that's the rest were excellent. that's that's how you know it's legit though yeah is that somebody nine ex- out of ten exper- well and they're experimenting enough that there are some that you legitimately don't like oh, yeah. not because of the quality but because they're experimenting with yeah. flavors that you may not like and a lot of people loved them yeah exactly dude, so I, to me it was a massive of hit and he was he was he was flying he was mm-hmm. like on the clouds but everybody oh, liked it so much Every, it was excellent he, all shout outs to him but man. now after me getting out of dallas airport which is an airport i fucking hope i never have to go back to what a shithole mm-hmm. now you're in a little ghetto in fort worth i i am in fort worth with you physically podcasting for the first time and it's an absolute delight to do so it is because we did it with robbie but it wasn't our show right and we did a little bit on Slurp Game, <laughs> but it wasn't our show. Now we're doing it on one microphone, lounged out on the couch. And it, and it probably sounds like garbage. It probably does. And I don't give a fuck, because with the week that I've had, I don't give a fuck, and neither does anybody else, because they're all recovering from Childeberg. God, man. And uh, and there's and there's virtually no time for any editing either, so this is just going to kind of We will not there. be editing this. Yeah. Nope. May not even put an intro or outro on it. Who knows? Don't put an intro or outro you know on it. Just fucking put to. it out. That's yeah. excellent. Yeah. yeah, just fucking put it out. <laughs> yeah, that's just great. Dude, because I'm so wiped. Dude, me too, man. During the entire event, Saturday specifically, there were just people feeding me THC. Yeah. Every two minutes. I was so careful about shout that. Shout out to Doofus Anarchist. I don't know if he yeah, wants his real name out there, but he had these pre-rolls. Yeah, oh my God. One put me on my And he was ass. he's like a dealer, like not literally, but he had a dealer's mentality yeah. where every time I go over to him, he would like clasp his you hands together and go, you, you want you want to get that pre-roll out? <laughs> 
And I sure did, man. He uh, he, and J-Rod are some of my favorite people at Childerberg. I love hanging out with them, man. They're Excellent just, they're people. They're both Dude, great. there was not one person at the entire event who I thought was a square. No, no you're not right. One. No, you're right. Not it, one. It, it's great. But they, they came to Childerberg, too, and I just really love hanging out with them. They're just fantastic people to hang out with. So he gets the pre-roll out, and I knocked us the fuck out. It yeah. was nuts. That and was, then that pre-roll that was... the next day, I was like, you can hear how that pre-roll af- affected me on Slurp Gang. I, I, it was I, ridiculous. That pre-roll was what that was the square that or the square the straw that broke the camel's back on Saturday night. Yeah, Saturday night I'd been drinking strong and like hanging in there. Yeah, and then that thing made its way around the campfire and I was like, all right, getting in the hatchback and going to sleep. And man, it was great because it knocked me out for a good seven hours. And yeah, I woke up like for sure, dude. That right. first night of sleeping was not pleasant. If you do come to Childerberg, you better bring an air mattress. Yeah, sleeping on that ground is not comfortable. I will say. Mm-hmm. And you got to remember, I've been at this for twelve days now. Yeah, dude. I've been on vacation, which is starting to not be like vacation. Just starting to be like, I don't really want to go back to New York (laughs) at all. Oh, yeah. And I, I, yeah, so I've been at this for 12 fucking days, and I'm 100% sure, other than me sleeping on your couch here, which again, I'll get to, I have not slept for more than four hours in 12 days each time. You're young. I can't, I couldn't do that. There's no way I would be, uh, yeah. Can't do it. Yeah, yeah, looking at you is I'm like, wow, this is the 32, huh? Yeah, man. You just running out. I'm running out of steam, dude. I got Jesus. one long weekend in me. I just, I, it's that's it, dude. I can't do it like I could, you know, ten years ago, eight years ago. Yeah, I'll, I'll let it burn out for a while. Well, like we said, I'm yeah. not gonna make it past 35. No, 35. Probably, so. Dementia, run for president. Yeah, and that's it. So, I mean, all in all, it was an absolute incredible success. I don't know if there was one failure. Yeah, there wasn't one awkward moment, one failure that I saw. No. I, was, I, I felt like the king of the world when we were there, man. It was amazing. Yeah, it was the best. And Childerberg 4, I, I swear to God, is going to be twice as big and twice as fun. I think it's going to be more than twice as big. This one quadrupled easily from last year. You're I, right. I think next year is going to be alarmingly big. And I think, ja- I, like, Jacob... I think Jake... It, it's funny because Jacob is super... Like, I know Jacob pretty well at this point. Like, not as well as probably Mason knows him or some of his friends from Virginia Beach knows him. But as far as our group, like, of online, podcast, whatever you want to call it, I feel like I have a pretty good read on Jacob and probably better than most most anybody else. Yeah, I mean, he's a closer friend to you than most people, yeah. Yeah, and, and plus I hang out with him in person a fair amount. And Who, by the way, he is as tall as I imagined. Oh, he's What huge. a giant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's like six, six or But something. also built. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I, you know, just reading him throughout the event, it's tough because like he is super laid back. Like he's not, but you can tell when he like, like, um, Saturday he was kind of running out of steam at the Mm -hmm. distillery and I know he was a little bit stressed out about like just making sure that things went well and everybody had a good time. And Sunday night, he that was when I could tell that he was just like Sunday night. Him, Grillberg, Wendell, you, exha- you were all yes, around we were, a campfire, yes. and I, until like three in the morning, and he was just kind of waxing poetic oh about the times yes. and the city. And, and that was when he when he when he exhaled from the from a successful weekend. Yeah. And, and all credit to Jacob because, dude, that guy puts in the work. He he was burning the candle at both ends there. And I I was trying to compensate by kind of like being the the the. the I don't know what you call it, but like the getting people to, yeah. Mm-hmm. Anchoring I, I the vibe. Anchoring the vibe. Anchoring the vibe, mm-hmm. right. We've discovered that I was the anchor mm-hmm. for a while. I was anchoring the vibe. I was float, floating at the base of the sea, Yeah, keeping the anchor together. Mm-hmm. And 
yeah, I felt like I owed Jacob so much. So that's my job now is I'm going to try and be the anchor there. Anchor and also we are going to definitely get a podcasting booth set up and we're going to take people's schedules and people are going to schedule to do their own podcast. We'll get a bunch going out there. That'd be cool. Because there's nothing, no better advertising than, you know, there's just one week populated with podcasts all at the same event. That's, yeah, you know, live. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was excellent. There's so much potential there, man. We should get Jacob on next week just to do a recap. Yeah. From his end. Yeah, we should or do it, a little bonus it, or something or something yeah, like that yeah. just to kind of like confirm what he wants to do more in the future. Because my idea is it seemed like everybody wanted to contribute. Like people were there and very quickly everybody was like, damn, everybody's putting in a lot of work. I want to put in a lot of work too. Yeah. I don't think there was one person who wasn't doing something. Dude. Well, Even if it was just hanging out well, with different people, mingling, which is such a huge thing to do at an event like this. I don't think there was one person who felt isolated there. No, I don't think so. I hope not. Yeah, I hope yeah. not either. Um, yeah, no, a lot of people came, like uh, Rachel Tobias or whatever. Yeah, she came. Dude. She was from New York. Great to see New she Yorkers was, there. Yeah, no, she was selling um, hot sauce. Dude, that hot sauce was unstoppably was bomb, good. Yeah. Uh, dude was but selling. She was also feeding me THC pens yeah. on request. No, <laughs> she was getting me fucked up no, at 9 in the morning. one thing about Childerberg. It's... You, you're not going to not get high. <laughs> no, and dude, and, and somebody, I think it was Nick Ashley who had said it. It was like, it was one of those events where you wake up and it's like you want to get up as soon as possible. Yeah, yeah, and hang out with everybody. Yeah, there was no, I didn't want to sleep in. No. Which is why, precisely why I was running on two hours of sleep when they canceled my flight and I had to figure that out. No. And so I think I counted, I was on 28 hours of sleep before I actually got to sleep at the airport, Oof. which was a miserable experience. I'm surprised I didn't die of frostbite. Yeah. <laughs> I can't do that anymore, man. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Don't ever take American Airlines, everybody. I, My mother, I texted my mother all this. And she was like, you know what you should do? You should leverage your podcast against American Airlines and threaten them to not <laughs> let people on anymore. And I was like, American I really think you know how big this thing is. <laughs> it's not really quite that big, but I'm going to do it anyway. Sure. Yeah, man. It was uh, absolutely intense. And so now I'm here in Fort Worth. And we got Texas barbecue yeah, for the first time, and I handled an AR-15. Yep. And uh, those are two great things that I will be doing a lot more of doing. Barbecue, guns, guns. Drink, drinking some cheap wine. Yeah, talking with Texas people. Yeah. Man, I love people from Texas because yeah, they, they really believe in this fucking place. Oh, yeah. Yep. They it's really not, do? Not a cult, though. No, no, it will be one day, though. Yeah, it really was cult-like at one point. I had felt like there was a cult forming, yeah. and because I was anchoring the vibe, it couldn't fully form, but it was trying. Oh, yeah. We're trying. We were trying. You got anything else? You know what's really great? What? I haven't looked at the news in 12 days. I have no what? fucking idea. Oh, one piece of little bit of news. Did you talk about the silencers? Oh, yeah. Let's uh, talk about that really briefly because it's a super cool thing about yeah, Texas. Yeah, so I guess Texas... So all of Gomez has been individually passing... Have all, you introduced Gomez to the people? Uh, the Gulf of Mexico Autonomous Zone. Uh, Shout out to Eric, Eric the Rebel, Durant. right? Yeah, yeah, for coming up with that name. Who, by the way, was the one, the only reason we were able to podcast at all. Yes, yeah, he set up the booth. He, he, he came through in such clutch. Yeah. Uh, so Texas, among other gun legislation, has been... Uh, pushing one through that one bill through that has passed the House and Senate and is just waiting on wheels to sign it. Um, that is that silencers are legal if they are 
built in Texas and stamped with a Texas stamp and used in Texas. And that is to dodge the interstate commerce clause that they're uh, suspecting is the reason or the the legislative reason that the feds can regulate Texans on suppressors through the National Firearms Act, which if that stands. Yeah kind of raises a lot of other questions about like automatic weapons yes. and anything else under the oh, NFA. Yeah. Um, not just for Texas, but for every state. So keep an eye out for that. I think it's House Bill 957 or it, 947. It, it's not Abbott's move, right? Abbott has to sign it. Yeah, Abbott has to sign it. That's we'll the, see how that grows. That's the last thing that needs to happen. Yeah. I suspect he'll sign it, but then they'll wait for legislation. I don't think any suppressor company is going to set up until they understand fully what, you know, what that entails. On the other hand, 3D printing. If it, I was literally if about to say, who needs a, a suppressor a Texas, company? If yeah. it's a Texas law, yeah. and they they're disallowing. Yeah, they'll you know, be doing it very quickly. I don't know. That, I'll let other people that know the law break break that down further. Uh, but uh, but yeah, it's, it's a really interesting move. Really yeah, interesting that's move. the only piece of news that I that I have. That's it. It's the only I got nothing else worth anything. So yeah, your cat is really interesting. Yeah, it's really interesting. So just had a standoff of the vehicle on the road that we watched. Dude, that was man. Hanging out in the in the boonies. Not that you're in the boonies, which you're I'm not. Kind of in the boonies in a weird way. I guess, but I was in the real boonies in Florida. Yeah. But this is there's a boonie like quality to where this place is. Well, I'm in the ghetto. Yeah. I'm in the Texas ghetto. And so things happen here mm-hmm. that are just perfect for podcasting, but yeah. so hard to per- accurately describe. Yeah. So you, our listeners, know you have been watching a cat named Rosie. Yeah. The cat. Sits outside for nine hours a day, which is 100. I can confirm this mm-hmm. that it literally sits out there going yeah. for nine yeah. hours a day, like a schizophrenic drunk. Uh-huh. And we go to get amazing barbecue at Cooper's. Shout out to Cooper's, that was a great fucking place! Great Excellent. And then we head back, and this cat is like mean mugging us, sitting on the bench in front of your house. Yep. As we pull up, and you and I just look at one another and just share a collective, because <laughs> we knew it was going to get intense. And so you produce some black and miles because we haven't. We're still intaking drugs yep. at this point, which is a thing I've learned as a Southern tradition. Yes. Is after you finish working, you do a lot of drugs and then you go to sleep and you wake back up and you do it all over again, uh-huh. which I, I'm very happy with. Very good. And the ca- you and I are sitting out front. Having some boxed Franzia with some ice cubes in in plastic cups, in plastic, what appeared to be baseball cups or something like that. Yeah, stadium cups. And um, we are smoking Black and Miles, which is an excellent cigar. Shout out to you. I made fun of you that first night about Black and Miles, and I was totally wrong. Everybody makes fun of me for all my shit. Typo. I will let Typo talk on Biting the Bullet because I know he'll bring it up, or else I will come out there. Typo. Uh, but he was like, dude, actually, the 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 Franzi and LaCroix is actually really good. I was like, I know. No, I was always with you on Franzi. Yeah, everybody was always with me on everything. And- I was not with you on Black and Miles. Okay. But we smoked one of those and it was excellent. And yeah. while we're doing that, we see Rosie in the middle of the street. Casually sitting there. Ca- and Rosie is sitting in the street casually middle looking the street. down the street. Mm-hmm. And this white Toyota... Driving at a regular speed. And it's dusk. It is It is turning into the night. Yeah, it is like nice and indigo out. Mm-hmm. So there's a real mood. And the car's got the lights on. The car's... Yeah, dude. I noticed that too. There was such a... Like a color difference. So the lights are on. It's like that orange. 
and this car approaches Rosie going very fast, but slows down. And 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 Rosie is staring the car off, yep. giving less than half a fuck. Yep. Just and you and I are are uh, my jaw had yeah. dropped. Yeah. Watching this cat stare off this car, and it had to be half a minute, right? Oh, a long time. It, there. Uncomfortably the car, long. The car. Where the woman driving, I think it was a woman driving, yep. was sitting there waiting for Rosie to move. Did she, not beep. Not no. Yeah, she inched forward a number of times. And uh, Rosie didn't give a fuck. She flashed the high beams a couple didn't times. Give didn't give a fuck. fuck. And then eventually Rosie just got decided up and walked to move. And decided to move. And then the car The proceeded. car went. Yeah. And you and, and I looked at you and I was like, holy shit. Dude, Rosie rules the roost, man. It's crazy. And she's gentle. She's a nice cat. She's probably four pounds. She's tiny. <laughs> yeah. Annoying as shit. But she's, she's annoying as shit. It's un- no lie. If I'm sleeping out on this couch and I hear her in the morning, I'm going to go out there and kick her off. <laughs> yeah, you might have to. You might have to. It has been um, a fucking quest. This has been the best vacation of my life. Good. Changed my whole life Good. in the sense that it's changed my way about looking at the country. Mm-hmm. Because I I will always love Queens because it, it raised me. Mm-hmm. But Queens has rejected me like in a very sad way. Yeah. And, and it's not Queens because Queens is, let's be honest here, it's largely Republican. I mean, there's a strong amount of strongholds in there that are Republican that didn't want things to change. And and that's the only thing I can seem to count on Republicans is during the COVID thing, they just did not want shit to change. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, those people could not bol- bolster against all the progressives who wanted to ruin my city, my favorite city, my, my this place that raised me. Yeah. And it was this vacation, firstly Florida, mainly Florida, which I, I love. I've been there for instance, between when I was a newborn to the age of 16, then once at 20, and then once this year. And that 16, 20, and 25, seeing the difference there is like seeing an actual boomtown in America. And that started to change the way that I thought about everything. I was like, wow, there's actually cities worth fighting for, yeah, worth man. living in. Yeah. And then I come to Texas. Now, I had an amazing time in Florida because I, I was with Jay and Skulls, and I love those two, but it was just those two. And then I come to Texas, and it is a hundred Texas residents mm-hmm. who all know who I am. Mm-hmm. Who shout out to Tyler Byler Tennant. Oh yes, Schlitz Beer. Yes, the the coolest motherfucker that I met. Mm-hmm. I cannot, I cannot. Unfortunately, I cannot give that title to anybody else. He drove me around. He paid for Anthony Samarov's book for me because I don't, I didn't have any cash on me. The dude is an excellent human being, absolutely excellent. And not that he's a Texas resident, but. Just Texas attracted all of these people, which I don't think if this thing was happening in Florida, it would have done nearly the same. And so now Texas has won me over tremendously. And so I asked Lindsay, I was like, if you know anybody who's got jobs down here, I will take anything. I'll live in a hole in a wall down here, which I probably don't have to because it's pretty cheap to live down here. It's cheap, man. So the entire trip has changed my entire perspective on the country. I'm looking around now. I just tweeted. I was like, why would you call yourself an ANCAP when you can call yourself a Texan? (laughs) So good. Yeah. That and that's what I truly believe now is why the fuck aren't you moving to Texas or Florida or Gomez generally and really Texas and Florida are the ones doing economically the best Louisiana not far behind you know why are you not just there and why do you give a shit about federal politics and why do you give a shit about what's happening in California and New York because I sure don't I don't give a fuck once you actually see a place that is a separate nation why the fuck do you care anymore and so the trip changed my life. In the sense that it changed the way that I look at this country, which I love. 
but I'm loving it less and less every day, and I'm starting to love specific regions a lot more. Gomez. Gomez. Shout out to Gomez. So, so I, 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 I'll say it here on the podcast because my, my, I will drive my willpower to do it. Within a year and a half, I will be down either here or in Florida, preferably in Florida because that's like my second home. But shit. Yeah, dude. Either, both. I mean, they're Doesn't both. Matter. I, I'm moving. I'm moving. Fl- Florida and Texas are both going in the same directions right now. Oh, yeah. And Florida, in a lot of ways, is leading the way. Um, uh, mostly because DeSantis is a little bit more bold than our governor, who's kind of a pussy. But uh, but because he's, he's but, Italian. But well, it's because he's Italian. Abbott? No. DeSantis. Oh, DeSantis. Yeah. Yeah, one of the tribe. Um, but one of the uh, tribe car. One of the tribe. Yeah, one of the tribe. <laughs> uh, but uh, but in any case, even though Abbott's kind of a pussy, like uh, I'm glad he's at least following somebody's footsteps that's doing something. Yeah, right. whatever. Because cause we were having that discussion, like, is DeSantis legit? And to me, that's not the question. DeSantis is putting things in the legislature. Yeah. That's legit. Yeah. Yeah, the, whether whether or not he believes what he believes has, it does not matter. You put things in Florida legislature, as long as they're Republican things, mm-hmm. they're not moving. They're not changing. Yeah. It's just set up that way. Yeah. Same thing in Texas. So, yeah, it's cha- this trip has changed my whole perspective. Um Handling an AR-15 had me hyped up to handle a lot more AR. Because I, the, everybody was like, please, hold my gun. Please, try it. Yeah, everybody yeah. wants me to become a person from their state, which yeah. is the most awesome thing ever. Dude. And so I handled a whole bunch of guns, and the AR won me over hardcore. Yeah. That was the first one where I was like, whoa, I get it now. Yeah, it's This tiny. is lightweight, yeah. easy to handle. Easy you to can handle. LARP with it. Yep. Oh, trust me, I LARP with it. <laughs> You walk around in your underwear sometimes. Oh, you point yeah. it at Rosie. Oh yeah, I've been DMing Lee. I'm like, dude, how, how much LARPing is too much LARPing? And Lee, and he's like, none of none of the above. Because you the, built it. I don't know w- if you talked about that. Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, that. Yeah. So, anyway, amazing trip. Real perspective changer. I'm I, all I got to do is get a job down here because I have very few attachments to New, to New York generally. Yeah. So that'll be uh, definitely for our podcast listeners a journey you'll be able to follow. Um, and uh, depending on whether or not it can secure a job from the people who I already talked to, I'll fucking put it out on here afterwards. I'll be like, look, everybody, you know, uh, I'm moving down there. Anybody can put a good word for me. I'll take the job you're offering. I'll, do, uh, you know, I, I need to get down here as quickly as possible. Because I think Texas would be good for me and I would be good for Texas. It seems like everybody who I talk to who's from Texas would be like, dude, come on. Come down oh, here. Oh, dude, yeah. Which is the only New Yorker probably who's getting that response. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, if you – yeah, I mean if you're cool with guns and shit, like – and you're a Christian. So, like, if you're cool with guns and you're a Dude, Christian. I had, have had zero problems interacting with anybody. Yeah. I do all my guns are cool and God bless when I leave and they love it. Yep. And I do too. So yeah, I this uh the the 12 days that I've spent um uh saying goodbye to the coronavirus hoax. Uh <laughs> I'll call it that. I don't care anymore. You can. You're in Texas. Yeah, yes you can. Yes you literally can. I was in the Uber driver and I was like it was a big fucking hoax and he was just nodding his head. He was like, "Yep." Yeah, dude. See, you can't do that in New York. Oh man, yeah, down here. You just can't. Yep. You just can't. It's just a different fucking vibe. So, change my perspective. So, I'll be down here very soon. Good. Permanently. Very good. As hard as I can push it. And I don't see why I can't. No. I don't see how hard it would be. Literally, it would be harder to say, I want to move to New York. Yeah. It would literally be harder to say that than it would be to say that anywhere else. Mm-hmm. So, I yeah. will be down here. I don't know if it'll be Florida or Texas, but either way, I will be down here. And um, Both good choices. Uh, hopefully, we'll do a lot more of uh, live podcasting, dude. Dude, that'd be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Should we put a pin in it there? Um, uh, Aaron, go fuck yourself. Aaron, go fuck yourself. And keep two hands on the wheel. Squaw.
I'm gonna go get really high.